This is the Pain You Show, where it's all about inspiring you to live a happier, healthier, and more meaningful life. I'm Stephanie. And this is Juan. This episode, we're going to be talking with Neely Suhami, founder of Meditation Summer. weekend went radically different than originally planned. That's right, babe. So I was supposed to go to a meditation retreat this weekend. You, you try to go every month, yeah. which is very good. Basically, it's like a silent retreat and you meditate all day and you do meditation, walking meditation and you sit in silence and you eat in silence. So it's, it's, a, it's a great way that I found to kind of calm my mind and um, be more present. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But it's hard to be present in New York City traffic. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be present anywhere. That's right, that's right. So I basically got caught up in a really bad traffic jam trying to get out of the city. And it literally took me two hours to get from Brooklyn <laughs> to Midtown Manhattan. And oh, so it's a bad I, sign. Yeah, so I just, I, I unfortunately had to cancel because I was already kind of running a little late, and I would have probably like gotten there in the middle of the night or something. Right, like that. right. So, oh, it's too bad. Yeah. I um, I was sad that you didn't make it because I know those are important to you and and that you enjoy them. But uh-huh. I was secretly happy too because <laughs> we got to hang out this weekend. That's so right. secretly, I was kind of glad that I felt, I felt like I was playing hooky. Or yeah. <laughs> Speaking of meditation, yeah. um, I was fortunate enough to do an interview recently mm-hmm. with uh, Neely Suhami, and her, yeah. her Dharma name is uh, Ryushin, means Dragon Heart Mind. And uh, she's she's great. Yeah. So Neely is a former tech project manager. That's right. That found herself very attracted to Zen Buddhist practice. Yes. And we're going into her third year mm-hmm. of hosting an event on um, Governor's Island for mm-hmm. the month of June, mm-hmm. and it's called Meditation Summer. Yeah. And what, part of what you're going to see during the interview is just how she made that transition because mm-hmm. she's really somebody who wasn't very spiritual and didn't really believe much in a religion and she went to become somebody who was very interested in meditation and from there she kind of started this project almost like a hobby and it's kind of evolved in really interesting ways yeah yeah it's a great event mm-hmm. and it's free and open to the public mm-hmm. and you know, it took somebody certainly with vision and mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. determination to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of started with somebody who made her laugh a lot. That's right. right? That's right so yeah. we think you'll really enjoy yeah. um, the interview. And yeah. also, depending on when you're watching this or listening, uh-huh. uh, check out Meditation Summer on Governor's Island. That's right. All right. Cool. I went to a conference that was uh, upstate New York in Garrison mm-hmm. uh, about collaboration between different organizations. So this was a professional weekend that was actually geared towards people who are involved with meditation practice. So you mm-hmm. had all these different distinguished lamas and roshis. Mm-hmm. And, and I was a simple student who happened to be there as well. Mm-hmm. And we went to breakfast. I went to breakfast one day. This guy came and sat across from me, mm-hmm. and he was wearing black. And the night before, I saw other people wearing black, so mm-hmm. I asked them, what's that? They told me, this is Zen. We're, part, we're Zen priests. Mm-hmm. So when this guy sat across from me, I said, oh, are you also Zen? And he said, yes. 
And I said, are you also from New York? Because they were from New York. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes. And then he said, oh, no, I'm from Denver. And at that point, I just broke out laughing. And I just rolled, you know, rolled on the floor laughing. And I was always a big laugher, but mm-hmm. I used to think that there was a reason for my laughter. You know, here's this guy and I don't know him and I don't know anything about him. And I'm like laughing, laughing, laughing. And then I just could not make any eye contact with him. Whenever we would make eye contact, pew, I would break down laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually had one of the side panel just explaining who he was, etc., But my laughter is also not a quiet laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided it's better for everyone involved if I don't go to this side panel because it was completely out mm. of control. What do you think the laughter was about? Was, was it that you were connecting with him on a, on a very deep level and it was triggering something for you? Or? Well, my understanding of that laughter is, not, is now changed as my practices deepen. But let's say... At that time when it happened, mm-hmm. if anything, I did feel that there is no one facing me. Like there is a body, but there is no personality inside, mm. right? So it, it was almost like a mute point to try and make conversation, mm. right? It all seemed like so absurd and so artificial and so senseless Uh, and mm. basically, I have this big laughter in me, which is an expression of joy, basically, mm-hmm. right? So I was just like, I guess it just came out because there was no no traction, mm. right? There was no traction to the words, mm. and it didn't carry any meaning. So it was just like, okay, pew! <laughs> so you, when you were talking with him, you sensed something a little bit different about him. Very different. And exactly. that was connecting with you, and it was expressing itself through your laughter. When I was young or in my young adulthood lives, never it even crossed my mind. I had no even spiritual tendencies, nothing. This mm-hmm. whole aspect of me as a human being did not even mm-hmm. interest me. Yeah. You know, and, and once I started meditation and opened up to all these different ideas and notions, okay, I accepted it. But again, coming from a very scientific household mm-hmm. and a very intellectual mm-hmm. mind, you know, I was still very skeptical about things. Mm-hmm. So when this happened, and of course you hear all these stories, mm-hmm. right? But, stories, yeah. <laughs> but it's their stories and it's outside. And it's like, okay, I'm hanging out with these guys, but I'm not exactly, you know, yeah. I'm putting myself outside. And then suddenly something happens to you in your life. Mm-hmm. Where you feel like, okay, this is very extraordinary for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then your attention is really... Yes, yes. So maybe... You had that experience and that kind of brought you to a, lo- a different level in your practice. Well, I had that experience and that actually brought me to a Zen retreat. Oh, okay. My first Zen retreat. Mm-hmm. So it's sit, don't move. Mm-hmm. And you just sit, you sit in silence, you sit, you mm-hmm. break. I don't know how you guys do it, yeah, but like we get up, we walk for 10 minutes, we mm-hmm. go back to the cushion and we sit, mm-hmm. right? Your breaks are basically your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. My own body is very unflexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. within an hour, I went into pain. Like I didn't <laughs> need, you know, I know some people, they need the three, four days to go into pain. Yeah. 
I was given no flexibility in my body, so I went straight into pain. Yes. And just the first day was unbelievable because mm. when you're really just watching your thoughts, and by then I knew how to watch my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so when you're dealing with pain, you know, first it was, okay, let me get out of here mm-hmm. and all the different tactics of getting out of here. Mm-hmm. After that turned into zero Mm. Right. And big frustration. There were a little bit of tears. Right. Mm. But then there was my pride. So then I watched my pride go into my thoughts, you Mm. know, and how I'm dealing with that, like Mm -hmm. keeping my pride and my notion about my pride and Mm. things like that. And then it went into willpower. Now I'm an Israeli. Mm Um, I don't even know, you know, I've done so many things in my life. There is a lot of willpower, you know, in, 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 this, in this body, there is a lot of, in this persona, there yeah. is a lot of willpower. Yeah. And so I sat with the willpower and the willpower got me through most of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the first time in my life that I got to the end of my willpower mm. throughout my career and throughout, I did many changes and mm-hmm. You know, were very, was very fortunate with my career. So, like, never, never, never mm-hmm. did I get anything that basically my will, my willpower, did not conquer or overcome. Mm-hmm. This was the first time in my life when I exhausted my willpower, mm-hmm. and it was so interesting to watch. For me, mm-hmm. it was, uh, and it just again shows you what I have in my mind and what it is that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I just saw this Spanish soap opera, you know, when they open the door and they find your, lo- <laughs> your you know, your partner with the lover. <laughs> yeah. So it was like that. It was uh, the thought mm-hmm. of pain. I just, I just was able to really just mm. see the thought of pain mm. and isolate that from the sensation. Mm. And so the thought of pain. Mm-hmm had with it as a pattern, you mm. know, like such a dramatic mm. nuance to it, right? So it was the Spanish soap opera, right? It was colorful. It was dramatic. It mm. was like, they're killing me. This mm. is never going to be repaired, blah, mm. blah. And then it was just so funny. You know, we have a mind. We're humans. We have mm. a, this organ, our mind, and its job, it's to manufacture jo- and thoughts, mm-hmm. you know? So these thoughts never stop being manufactured they're yes. there yes it's just your relationship with those thoughts mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. so mm. they go by that's excellent <laughs> but you can see them come and go yeah you know yes. you don't definitely need to hold on to them mm-hmm. you don't need to believe everything that goes on through your mind mm-hmm. you know mm. and then it's just like um a little child, you know, crying for attention. Mm. And then you you learn how to relate to it, to tame it, and when to listen to it, when mm-hmm. to let it go, when mm-hmm. there is an added value, when there is not necessarily an added value. So it's really empowering in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really being able to choose. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. is your focus? Where is your attention? Mm-hmm. What is your action? What motivates it? Mm-hmm. What is behind it. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a random thought or a random set of knowledge. You meet your teacher, you're, you're going to meditation retreats, your your practice is uh, deepening, you're empowering yourself with, with, with your practice. So then wh- where does the meditation summer thing come right. into play? 
once I went to a series of retreats, mm-hmm. my sister came for a visit in New York, and there was an exhibit, an art exhibit at Governor's Island, mm-hmm. and we went to see it. I always heard about Governor's Island, but like many other places in New York, you're never there until someone comes and visit. <laughs> and so my sister came and visit, and we went there, and then it's just uh, this magical little place mm. that is unbelievable. I think what the city has done there is really remarkable. Mm. They took this place. It's a, it's a small island right at the harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so situated between, you, you have the views of downtown Manhattan on one hand, then Brooklyn, and then Lady Liberty on the other side. It's just gorgeous. It's right on the water, a little park. It's all bike trails, mm. different activities, a lot of art, music, performances, mm-hmm. very casual, mm-hmm. just fun. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed by the experience in that island, and I love meditating, so I just looked for a place to meditate. After we went to the exhibit, we had lunch, I wanted to meditate, and there was no place to meditate. And I was surprised about that, just because it felt very complimentary to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I went back home, and I went on Governor's Island website, and I saw that they offer this public programming. If you have a program in mind, that is for the public, you can write, you can apply for a space. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I got a space. So the following year. Wow. Yeah. yeah so you just, you just kind of went there. You said it was a beautiful space. You thought this should be a space where people can meditate. And you took the initiative. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. A lot of people wouldn't take that initiative. Right. No, I know. It's just, it didn't feel like I was taking an initiative. It just felt like that's what I wanted to do. I don't even know. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it didn't feel like a big thing. Mm. You know, I think once I applied and I think once I got the space, Mm -hmm. I was sort of like, oh, now we really need to put in a... (laughs) (laughs) Now we've got to do something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So how was that experience then? How did you you, uh, go about organizing it? So I just, I reached out to, since I was meditating for many years, I reached out to people that I knew and I just told them here, you know, we have this space. Um, What do you say? You know, let's come and meditate. So a lot of people, again, from the Rama Meditation Society, the Mm -hmm. first year, a lot of people involved with that organization came together and took over the meditation sessions Mm -hmm. and would offer public meditations. I actually curated this exhibit about what science has taught us so far about the impact of meditation Mm. on the human brain. Again, coming from a background of Mm. a family that has an interest in science, to Mm -hmm. me that was something that was very important. And also I thought I wanted something that would be always there as an attraction. Mm. You know, we offer these sessions, but Mm -hmm. that's on a particular time. So just... You know, throughout the day, I just thought having an exhibit would be nice. So with that, we started with the meditation and the brain exhibit. Uh, I also added the speakers program just because, again, uh, my interest was um, really integrating meditation into daily practice. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might know people who meditate but are not really aware that some mm. of their co-workers or people mm-hmm. that they're friends with actually also have a meditation practice. Mm-hmm. Of course, nowadays it's becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. But still, just knowing that someone that you know meditates mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 
actually thinks this helped them in their life, mm. I thought is a is a very good mm-hmm. uh, add-on. Mm-hmm. So with that, I also uh, started doing a program for a speaker's program, which is more inspirational. Mm. It's, uh, wow, so you had an exhibit, you had people come and meditate, you had meditation, meditation teachers, meditation. yeah. And then you had a speaker's program. Yeah. And this was just kind of a hobby at this point. It was just something you, you were just putting happened. together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how, how did the first summer happened. go? The first summer was unbelievable because mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. you know, there were two people that were outstanding. First, there was Reed. Reed, uh, he brought he he taught a lot of the meditation classes and then he brought with him a lot of other teachers and mm-hmm. he he really held my hand mm-hmm. you know when 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 i was overwhelmed and didn't know what's happening he's mm-hmm. just more more experienced and more mm-hmm. knowledgeable mm-hmm. and really was just there mm-hmm. to observe and whenever a little hand was needed he gave it so mm-hmm. that was amazing and i didn't know read before mm. this, you know, this is someone who also just came about mm. as I sent out these emails who wants to come and join. Mm. So that was remarkable, mm-hmm. right? Like here are these people who are really interested in doing this and mm-hmm. in supporting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another guy that came with him was Justin and he just came and uh, he and Reed entered the space. Mm-hmm. Now you get the space for free, but it's very, it's very run down. Mm. Uh, so they entered the space and they're like, okay, we need to renovate. And so Justin comes with his car, paint, all the other wow. equipment. I don't even know to say all that equipment, mm. you know. And he basically spent a week and just renovated the whole mm. space. Wow. And the space was unbelievable. Just mm, wow. just beautiful, mm. beautiful, beautiful. Mm. And, and this is all on a volunteer basis. Of course. All this is volunteer. All mm-hmm. this is just like really coming from the best intentions, mm-hmm. of just like looking to share something that you benefited from mm-hmm. and you feel adds value. Mm-hmm. So everyone involved really coming from that shared understanding. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. We had over 500 people come. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Did, did you expect that many people to show up? I don't think I expected anything. Mm. I was just, uh, I enjoyed myself. I was just like standing (laughs) on the porch. I was talking to everyone Mm. and I was just having a good time. Mm. You know, there was no particular expectation. There was nothing in particular set in mind. Mm. I think I was just surprised that Mm -hmm. all of this is going on. Mm -hmm. I was curious to go into the classes, into Mm. some of the speakers' programs, see how is that being accepted, you know. Nice, nice. So it was a big uh, also learning experience for me. I never produced anything before in my life, you know. That's wonderful. You're just I like, was I'm a just project do this. manager, you You're know. Like, oh, like I do gonna... computer stuff. <laughs> I do like a business thing. I don't. I don't. I didn't produce something. That's wonderful. Yeah. So how how has it evolved over the years? And and uh... well, this is going to be our third year, and I think that there is a lot. Like by now, I actually see that. You know, it's part of my own growth and my own deepening of the practice. So, mm-hmm. of course, uh, I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second year, which was last year, was even longer. First year was six weeks. Last year, we uh, I extended it to nine weeks because uh, I had so many people who wanted to take part, and I really wanted to accommodate for that. 
And so last year, it grew into nine weeks, and I had 18 different speakers, and I had everything from mindfulness in after-school programs to the search inside yourself, people from Google coming and talking about, you know, mindfulness for executives. Um, I had a program about um, drug policy and how we're responsible socially for for things that are going wrong within our society and what do we need to do about that and also coming to that from a mindful practice. Um, it was really a very elaborate program that really mm-hmm. touched every aspect of our lives, right? But the problem was that I didn't have a team with me to support this. Mm -hmm. Like basically in the back end, it's only me. Mm -hmm. So there are all these people that are coming and doing and and doing amazing stuff and sharing their own thing. Mm -hmm. But in the back end of it, it was still only me and and I just exhausted myself. I could understand that. That's a major... The same as I told you about the willpower before. So I think this was just like another way of just like, you know, the universe bringing something that, okay, it's a little bit too much just for one person. This oh, yeah. needs to mm-hmm. to grow, and then it needs to grow in a different way. Mm-hmm. So again, a lot of people came, a lot of people enjoyed it, but I personally did not. I could, uh, I could understand why, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing this all on a volunteer basis too, yeah. It's a volunteer basis, but also it, it just the fact that the, the space is run down and this is meditation and the first year, you know, everything was done for me and it sort of set the standard. Yeah. The second year, I just renovated with some help, but a lot by myself. Mm. And so, and the renovation is really first like scratching everything that is there, then patching, then sanding, then painting. The space itself has no running water. So it's to go with buckets and fill water and carry them back. And so it's very good for my diet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but other than that, it's really, it was physically exhausting. Mm. And then, because it was so many speakers, and then I'm the host, mm. so I'm always on site, and mm. there is something about holding the space for everyone mm. who's coming, and then also people who come with different programming, mm-hmm. etc. It was too much, mm. so I just really exhausted myself. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people at that point would say, "This isn't worth it. I'm not going to do it. You know, screw this." Um, so what, what, what made you decide to, to do it again this year? I was going back and forth. I was not really sure whether mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm going to do it or not. And really what happened is I found out about this project called the, the Forgiveness Project. Mm-hmm. And I found out about them through an online magazine that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And it's a really beautiful project situated out of the U.K., uh, Desmond Tutu is actually one of the founding fathers of that mm-hmm. organization. Uh, so they've been, I think they've been around for over 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And they have an exhibit called The F Word, Stories of Forgiveness, which mm-hmm. travels around the world mm-hmm. and basically brings uh, stories of people who are hurt by someone and chose to forgive. When I read about them in, in a few places, I was very inspired by that project. 
And so as soon as Meditation Summer ended last year, I actually approached the, their contact person here in New York City, and mm-hmm. not in New York City, I'm sorry, here in the U.S., asked her whether they would be interested in collaborating with Meditation Summer. Mm-hmm. And they immediately said yes. Mm-hmm. You can ask, why did I approach them, right? But like nobody knows, right? But like I, I was really inspired by mm. them. So the, they immediately said yes. And, and me and their contact person, Louisa, we, we really connected, you mm. know. And so, and so she immediately came on board and started thinking with me what we can do with Meditation Summer and the Forgiveness Project together, etc. Mm. And so that really set, started setting things into motion. Mm-hmm. Um, And it, and it really gave it like a new a, a, a new a new path almost mm. it sounds like to me that this is a way for you to give to others so one of the teachers uh, of the groups that I sit with I was talking to him about me debating whether to do another season of meditation mm-hmm. summer yes or no because it took a big toll and a financial toll and an emotional toll and everything and And then he just asked me a few simple questions, you know, like, why are you doing this? Why Governor's Island? Like, does that matter? Mm-hmm. I did not know how to reply. So I took those questions with me home mm. and really sat with them. And then what came is, why do it? Because to me, it's the right thing to do. And I don't even know to say more than that. You mm. know, there is no big mission and there is no big... Mm-hmm. But... It sort of landed on my laps and it's my project and I'm grateful to mm-hmm. have a project and to do it mm-hmm. you know that it's not it's not much more than that mm-hmm. but but it is that mm-hmm. nice, and nice. I'm and I'm grateful for it mm-hmm. and then why Governor's Island for me it's definitely Governor's Island mm. because there is a different sense about Governor's Island mm. so it's New York but outside of New York. And mm. so many times, especially when you have a meditation practice, you know this very well, you know, you would go far away in order to sit in some sort of an environment that supports the practice, et cetera, et cetera. And here it's very much near the city, mm. but feels completely different than the city. Mm. And also with the meditation practice and everything about meditation summer is about integrating meditation into your daily life. Mm. So we artificially create... These spaces which allow us to get the practice, learn it, embody it. Mm. But then what we gain from it, we want to integrate it into our daily life mm-hmm. and slowly, slowly have no difference mm. between those yeah. spaces, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really that like being in the city that the a high rise is uglier than a, a tree. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But we have it in our mind that mm-hmm. we need this beautiful surrounding and it really does help us. Mm-hmm. So we want to do something that is mm-hmm. conducive to the meditation practice, to gaining these understandings mm-hmm. and perspectives mm-hmm. and then come back. So we put aside time, we put aside a certain space, a certain environment. We do that and when, then we go back. So we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until mm-hmm. this gap narrows mm-hmm. and closes Beautiful. itself. And then mm-hmm. you're just living your life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're love just it. here with 10 Kata Podcast, you know. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing this summer. Okay. Well, first, 
you're opening yeah. our summer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you and Stephanie, your beautiful wife, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys are my first speakers for the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So you guys run the Happy Couples Academy. That's right. And so you're going to introduce a session that talks about um, mindfulness and relationships. Yes, yes. Right? So we're really excited about that. Yeah, we're, we're planning to talk a little bit about some of the research and science about relationships that's, uh-huh. that's been happening, but really introduce how these wisdom practices such as meditation help with with what we're learning about relationships like, yeah for example the importance of loving kindness yeah and the importance of compassion and the importance yeah. of being able to to be centered we're really looking forward to it yeah me too and yeah. you know anyone who has met you guys you know you guys you you just you You're a real-life demonstration of oh. what it is that you're preaching, you know, or teaching. Mm-hmm. So, so that's always so nice to see. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah, I feel very, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great, you yeah, know. Yeah. So what, what else we got going and on? And so you guys are opening in the first weekend. And then second weekend I have Katie Down, which was also last year. She actually does a lot of healing with uh, musical instruments. She mm. comes with all these bells and uh, a string instrument. Uh, she's going to do a walking meditation, a two-hour walking meditation wow. this year. She's unbelievable. And mm-hmm. um, everyone is just fortunate to have this opportunity to have such an elaborate workshop for her, with her for free. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stunned that she's even offering mm-hmm. this. She... Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, Katie on the second week. Then I have the Forgiveness Project. I'm hosting their Ooh, exhibit nice. the, this year. So for two weeks from uh, June 16 to June 25th, uh, we're going to host the Forgiveness Project exhibit. So that's going to be uh, in our space. And as part of that, I'm having first, I'm having Emilia Hatchiston. She's going to come. Emilia is the daughter of... Mm. Of uh, a woman who's part part of the exhibit, her husband was murdered. Mm. And so it's Amelia's dad that was murdered oh. when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. So she's going to come. Uh, she's an artist now. Mm, nice. Yeah, and uh, she's also training to be a yoga teacher. Uh, yeah so she just spent almost I think six months out in India mm. and that a lot done a lot of self-exploration has been dealing with the subject of forgiveness all of her life mm-hmm. and does a lot with restorative justice etc mm-hmm. so she's going to be our artist in residence and she's going to uh, she's going to be on site for three days and she's going to do a site-specific work of art. And she's looking to actually get mantras from people that are involved. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. That's so exciting. Yeah. And then embroider them on chairs, mm. you know. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. And she's, again, just another angel mm. uh, that came. And then the week after, uh, I'm having Stan Kohler. He's a Roshi. Mm. Uh, so he's going to talk about forgiving but not forgetting. Mm. So uh, he's going to give a, a, a true Buddhist lecture on that. And then the following week, which is going to be the last week, I think, it's going to be with um, 
Justin Comer, he's going to give a, a talk about real, real world meditation. Mm. He's actually f- just finishing his book. I hope it will be published uh, by next year. I hope to have him for signing. Mm-hmm. But he's one of the best meditation teachers that I know. So he's going Wonderful. to do, yeah. And then Jessa Messina with, from Yojo, she's going to do a yoga workshop for us. And then we're having meditation classes. So we're going to be open from June 2nd mm-hmm. till July 9th, mm. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. Uh, on each of these days at 12 p.m., there will be a meditation session, an intro to meditation session. There is a constant open meditation room that is open for mm. the people, visitors of the island. There is uh, a permanent exhibit about the um, meditation and the human brain. Mm. And then the visiting exhibit from June 16th to June 25th of the Forgiveness Project. So, wow, yeah. it's amazing. It sounds like it's going to be such a wonderful summer. Yeah, I think it will be. And I mean, <laughs> so if, if people want to sign up for these yeah. or, or contact you, what, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, so the best way is actually to go to our website, which is www.meditationsummer.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see a list of the programming. We mm-hmm. do recommend signing up. When you sign up, it also gets you on our newsletter. We send the newsletter mm-hmm. every week just for the duration of the summer. We actually don't send newsletters outside the season, outside mm-hmm. the season so no need to worry about it. Um, and then if you want to contact me or email me, it's just mm-hmm. info at meditationsummer.com. I'm happy to hear from whoever wants to come, partake, have a suggestion, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. One thing I wanted to add. Yes, please. Meditation summer. Although I, I know we spoke about my own path, which is a Zen path, but mm-hmm. meditation summer is really about uh, demystifying the idea of meditation mm. and just bringing it closer to the public. You mm-hmm. know, and so and really recognize that the spiritual aspect is part of a natural aspect of every human being, mm. and not relating to a specific set of beliefs. Mm. So it's not about religion or a sp- certain belief system. Mm-hmm. It's really part of uh, our human capabilities mm. and just getting to know them and getting to use them. Mm-hmm. So really just gaining some skills in a very practical level yes. that you can actually take back to your life. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the teachers that are involved, they actually represent different paths, not mm. necessarily Zen. And this mm-hmm. is not an occasion to promote Zen in particular. Gotcha. There are different paths, different options, and from my understanding or in my mind, you know, they're all there because we're all different and we all have different ways to get us to a very similar mm. place. Yes. So it's not about the particular way that you're choosing mm-hmm. or your particular teachings or teachers. Mm-hmm. It's just about really gaining whatever it is that is for you to be gained in as a milestone to a greater understanding and to your own enhancement mm. of your natural potential. So Very well said. Very yeah. well said. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, well, yeah. I tell you, it's it's so exciting that you're doing this and it's a, it's a real thank gift you. to New York City and, and oh, people who, who um, and really encourage people to go and 
and participate and be part of it. I just uh, I want to thank you and mm. I want to thank you, you know, for doing your work and doing mm-hmm. this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the way that we met was mm. sort of by chance. Yeah, right? yeah. And so I find it also interesting, you mm. know, how a lot of things just take care of themselves, you yes. know, and it just unfolds naturally and we all get to support each other in whatever it is that yes. we, we do. So thank you for your support. Ah, all right. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're doing some very good stuff yourself. So, good, good. Yeah, all yeah. right. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview. So unfortunately, Stephanie wasn't able to be yeah, there. Yeah, I had a conflict. I was actually at a, a doula group. <laughs> so it was hard, a hard decision to make. But um, it seemed like you guys had fun anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But you got a chance to see the interview. That's um, right, yeah. Was there any part in particular that was your that you enjoyed? Um, I think the thing that was so surprising to me was just really the fact that somebody with a tech background mm-hmm. and not really spiritual, um, you know, a long history of spiritual practice just felt so compelled to mm-hmm. do really a quite quite an undertaking that took a lot of work and mm-hmm. and dedication. Um, I would have given up tenfold, <laughs> but um, she really felt like this yeah. is her calling, and yeah. she said, I'm going to do it no matter what. Yeah. So I was very impressed by that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's always when somebody has that passion to really pursue something, that, that's something very inspiring Definitely, about absolutely. Yeah. How about you? What, what stood out the most for you? You know, I really like the forgiveness project where people who've had these horrific things happen to them mm-hmm. kind of share their story of forgiveness. I think it's just, it's beautiful and I, I, I'm really impressed that she has that artist that's coming there too, to kind of do uh, a meta, the meta chairs, which is loving kindness and, and um, the Buddhist tradition, meta means love, loving kindness mm-hmm. and having people kind of cultivate that sense of forgiveness and loving kindness. I think we Absolutely. need more of that at the Oh, world. I agree, I agree. It's, yeah. Too bad it can't be mandated to uh, New Yorkers, but I totally agree. And there's something very profound about yeah. what what Neely creates um, for yeah. the public, really. Yeah. So yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. One other thing I was thinking about in terms of forgiveness, it's, I, I, it's something that I, have, I struggle with sometimes, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of letting go of the past. And I think for me, what, what I've really kind of realized with, with mm-hmm. forgiveness is that if something difficult happened to you or challenging happened to you, Until you're able to kind of forgive, you're not able to let go. Definitely. And really the only one you're hurting the most is yourself. Yeah. So I think that's a big le- a lesson that mm-hmm. is difficult for not just you, but yeah. lots of people. Yeah. But yeah, it's wonderful that, you know, people like Neely are creating these spaces where yeah. uh, you can deal with that hurt and resentment yeah. and kind of let go of it and, yeah. and move on. So. Oh, speaking of which, so we, we actually got a chance to go to meditation summer. That's right. Um, and... It was really interesting because we, we met an artist. We saw a little bit of his art yeah. he, was, he was showing. It was, it was kind of interesting. It was kind of like kind of a comic book, mm-hmm. anime sort of feel yeah, to it. Yeah, so we were there the first weekend of the, of the mm-hmm. what would you call it, a festival, I guess. Yeah. Um, and simultaneously was an art festival happening. Mm-hmm. And if you've been to Governor's Island, you know there's a lot of different houses that people can rent for things like, like art installations. So yeah, we got to check an art show out. There's some live music, mm-hmm. um, folks dressed in strange costumes. That's right. So it's a really great island, and yeah. I'm really glad that there's an event like this going on there. Yeah. I think the other thing that really impressed me about 
about um, that artist that we got a chance to meet was that um, he, he had been trying to become a monk. That's right, yeah. And he said that he had to sit in the jungles of Thailand <laughs> and that there would be like snakes and spiders in That's the jungle right. at night. He'd, he'd wake up and his floor would be covered in cobwebs and <laughs> sounds like large spiders and snakes slithering around the floor. That's right. Um, I would have quit. I would have yeah. quit at that point. <laughs> Compare that to uh, the nice, comfortable places we go. I go meditate these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I would have quit. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even compel myself to go to where you go That's for right. for overnight. So yeah. forget about it. Spiders and snakes. All right. All right. So <laughs> cool deal. All right. <laughs> Peña.